Yes. I am a Torah observant Christian. Now, a lot of you may be upset by the sound of that. So upset that you don't want to listen to anything I have to say. But I hope the last two videos I've released of me talking to the Orthodox uh, rabbi and me talking to the Catholic teacher, I hope you understand that I am willing to pit my personal views aside to have an understanding of what somebody else believes. Because that's what we need. It's understanding when we have conversations with each other. With that being said, I am a Christian. By definition. Because a Christian, by definition, is a follower of Christ. And everything I believe in comes directly from the Bible. I don't need a Talmud. I don't need church fathers. I don't need councils. Everything I believe is chapter, verse, context, and it's right there. Verbatim. I don't need to add extra words to it. I don't need to jump through mental hoops for what I believe. It's right there. Now, before I tell y'all which verses I believe in, let me go ahead and dispel things I already know people are thinking in their mind right now. A lot of you are probably thinking of a Paul verse. Bryson, but Paul said. You know, then y'all will try to use Paul to argue against every other author in the Bible. But this is where 2 Peter 3.16 comes into play. Where Peter acknowledges that Paul's hard to understand and that unlearned and unstable people will take him out of context. That's scripture. And another thing that I, I just want to make clear before I get into the Bible verses, I'm starting from the beginning and I'm going to the end. What I mean by that is a lot of churches will tell you to start the Bible at the book of Acts or start the Bible with the Gospels or start the Bible with Romans. And I will tell you that that is not any way to read the Bible. You don't watch movies that way. You don't listen to music that way. You don't even read fictional books that way. So why on earth would you start the Bible, the word of God, backwards? That makes no sense. And it is objectively impossible to understand Jesus or to understand Paul without reading the Old Testament or the proper name for it, which is the Tanakh. I can prove it. When you go to Romans 3.10, that's one of the most popular verses. Look it up yourself. I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you what it is. But when you read it, it starts off by saying, as it is written. How on earth do you know what was written if you didn't read what came before? You don't even know the true context of Paul because you started with Paul. You don't know that he is quoting Psalm 14. How about Jesus when he was arguing with the Pharisees in John chapter 10? Exactly verse 34. How do you know what Jesus is even talking about if you haven't read Psalm 82? So that's enough evidence to prove that you have to start at the beginning. <clears throat> so that being said, I'm going to lay out with purely scripture, no additions, no conjecture, just pure scripture verbatim. 
And if I get some verses a little wrong, it's because I'm, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I have no Bible in front of me. I have no notes or anything. So first, first thing I want to do is start in the Torah. If you don't know what the Torah is, it is the first five books of Moses. And specifically in Deuteronomy. So in Deuteronomy 28 and 29, the way verse 29, the way chapter 29 ends, it's interesting. God said it is to us and our children forever that we observe everything in the Torah. And when you look at the Hebrew, it means everlasting. So I can really stop here and say, if you think that observing the Torah is done away with and we don't have to do it, then you think God is a liar. And if you go to the book of Numbers, it clearly states God is not a liar and God does not change. And he said, fulfill the Torah forever. That may continue to do it forever. And if you don't believe you are of the seed of Abraham, then you don't even listen to Paul. Paul clearly states you're grafted in. He clearly states you are of the seed of Abraham. He clearly states you are a Jew inwardly. Do you believe Paul? Next, let's go to the book of Proverbs. So this is what scared me. In the book of Proverbs 28, Proverbs 28, it says that if you turn your ear away from hearing the law, your prayers are an abomination. That's a scary verse. Even if you listen to it, that probably just shocked you. But I'm, I have it. I had it up on the screen, as you can see. Now, this is interesting because whenever the Bible uses the word law, it is referring to the five books of Moses, even in the New Testament. So remember that as I continue. So we clearly see that um, in the in, in the Tanakh that God wants you to keep his commandments. It's one of the most important things he, he tells you. Matter of fact, in the Tanakh, it also says that the whole duty of man, the entire duty of men is to keep the commandments. Not just the 10, all of them. And we can stop here and this like, so do y'all want me to believe that God just changed all of that? This was one of the most, most important things to him. You think he just changed one of the most important things to him? Now let's go to Jesus. The question that no Christian can answer, no Christian can sufficiently answer this question without verse hopping. I don't want to hear you verse hop when I bring up the scripture. I want to, I want you to explain what Jesus is saying right then and there. Jesus' most important speech, the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 5, verses 17 to 21. I know a lot of y'all know it because he says, I did not come to abolish the law or the prophets, but to fulfill. Now, what is the law and the prophets? Obviously, that's the entirety of the Old Testament. The law is the five books of Moses and the prophets are after. If you didn't know that, more evidence on why you have to read the Old Testament. A lot of people say that what Jesus meant right there is he came to fulfill it, meaning we no longer have to follow it or no longer required to follow it. But that is so wrong. And it's not wrong because it's just my opinion. It's wrong because of what Jesus literally says. 
Next. The next verse says, until heaven and earth pass. A lot of people skip that part. Until heaven and earth pass. Until heaven and earth pass. Not one jot or tittle shall pass from the law until all is fulfilled. Now, clearly, heaven and earth passing is required for everything to be fulfilled. Jesus said so himself, and he didn't just say so there. He said it in Luke 24. He says it at the end of Matthew. He says heaven and earth will pass, but my words won't pass away. He didn't say it has passed yet. And if any Christian says heaven and earth pass, then you just don't know what you're talking about at all. So Jesus said heaven and earth has to pass first before one jot or tittle. One jot or tittle mean nothing from the law. There was nothing you can say was done away with from the law. When y'all say, no, 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 these types of laws were done away with. You can't say that because Jesus said not one jot or tittle, nothing. And then the next line confirms it even more. Jesus says, if you do not keep the commandments and you teach people not to keep the commandments, you will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But if you keep them and teach them, you will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Wow. There was no other way to interpret that. You can try. You can create all types of mental gymnastics. But in a debate or a conversation, there was no way for you to interpret that any different way than what Jesus said. It's so clear. Heaven and earth doesn't pass away until Jesus comes back. How do I know that? Revelation 21. Go read it. The literal first verse of Revelation 21 tells you heaven and earth will pass away. <laughs> so we understand that these things has not passed yet. Jesus says so multiple times. So now that we know that, are you claiming that Paul disagrees with Jesus? Or are you claiming that Paul disagrees with every author of the New Testament except for himself? Now, that will be asinine to believe. Once again, 2 Peter 3.16 says unlearned and unstable people will use Paul for their own destruction. Now, who are the unlearned and unstable people? We can debate about that. That's, you know, we can debate about that. But is it the people that are saying Paul, like me, I think Paul is pretty much staying in line with what God said in the Old Testament and what Jesus said in the Gospels? Or is it the people that claim that Paul went against Jesus and went against what God said in the Old Testament? Who do you think are the unlearned and unstable people? Or do you think Paul is just a crazy man who contradicts himself? Bryson, what do you mean by that? In the book of Acts, Paul clearly states he taught the law perfectly. And in Romans chapter 2, Paul says it is not the hearers of the law that are justified, but the doers. Paul also confirmed keeping the commandments. Matter of fact, in the book of Revelation, in Revelation 12, the Antichrist is waging war on who? Not all Christians. He's waging war on those that keep the commandments. 
and believe in Jesus. Matter of fact, in Daniel 7, where Revelation is pulling from, says the Antichrist will try to change God's time and the law. That's why I believe what I believe. Is because I don't need to jump through hoops. I don't need extra biblical texts. I don't need to add conjecture. All I need is Bible verse. I mean, I'm sorry. All I need is chapter, verse, and context. I'm not saying you have to believe what I believe. I'm not trying to convince you to believe what I believe. I'm trying to help you understand why I believe what I believe. And the last note I will make is when I look at Christianity, I ask myself, what is anything in modern Christianity? What is not, but is there anything that represents Jesus from the Bible? And the answer is no. The only thing is what baptism. If Jesus came back, he wouldn't recognize nothing Christians are doing. None of the holidays are Jesus, Jesus celebrated. Jesus celebrated Hanukkah. Jesus celebrated Passover. Jesus celebrated Yom Kippur. <laughs> Jesus kept the Sabbath. Jesus did all of this. I want to walk like Jesus. Is that wrong of me? I want to celebrate the holidays Jesus celebrated. If I'm going to follow any tradition, it won't be the tradition of the church fathers. It'd be the customs of Jesus Christ, which is to go in the congregations on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath. I want to represent Jesus, not the church, not the Talmud, not the pastors. I want to represent Jesus. Is that so bad? I hope you didn't get too upset. I expect to lose some subscribers because a lot of people aren't really open-minded as they claim to be. But I had to make this video because I think a lot of people were confused when I had a conversation with the rabbi, I had a conversation with the Catholic teacher. I think a lot of people took that as me being interested in joining another faith. It is not. I already study Judaism. I already study Catholicism. I study Islam. I'm asking them questions because I understood the conversation surrounding the faiths were disingenuous because people were unaware or ignorant to what the what people what they actually believed. So I had the conversation to 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 open up and clear the air. So when we have the conversations, it can be honest. Um, with that being said, I love y'all. God bless y'all. I'm out.